Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Wednesday evening, and we are back to preview the FSU Miami game, which comes your way at 7:30 Saturday evening. Um, on is it on ABC? I don't know what it's on. Richie, it is. You yeah, it's better than I do. Yeah. Do we have the A list announcing this? Is Herbie there? No, I don't think so. Ah. Who knows? I don't think he's there. Uh, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. I'm live at Bay Cannon Beer Co. Richie's drinking. Uh, looks like a Maxwell there from Bay Cannon Beer Co. You can go to shop.bavana.com. I'll include a link in the comments so you guys can check that out. Um, I'm drinking uh, a hoppy golden sour. Richie's got a stout. So whatever you're into, whatever you're in the mood for, Bay Cannon, appreciate them and their support and uh, taking care of us and letting us do this live here. We are going to jump right into it. We have from The Athletic, Manny Navarro. Manny Navarro is our guest on the Rohan Law uh, Extra Sauce guest segment. We have told you guys about Rohan Law and appreciate their support. Uh, Rohan Law specializes in injury cases. If you've been hurt in a wreck or slip and fall, Rohan Law are the knolls you need. Doug and his wife, Julia, are former marching chiefs. There's been some controversy with the marching chiefs this week. Uh, Doug graduated <laughs> from FSU's law school. Uh, just like we enjoy talking strategy, Doug and his team will come up with a winning strategy for your case. Call them today at 888-99-NOLES. That's 888-99-NOLES to review your case for free. If you don't need them today, still give them a follow on YouTube and Twitter. It's at Rohan Law PC. They will be your best friends on your worst day. Manny, how's it going, my man? How are you? Doing great, man. Uh, can't wait for this season to be over. <laughs> we're we're almost a, done with it. <laughs> it's been a grind down there for you. So it is tough. It's tough. I mean, we've, well, we've gone through it. We haven't had a winning season for five years, so we kind of get it. Um, but this one's been a this one's been a different kind of grind for you. Like, is it? It's wearing. I think feel like it's wearing on the fans. Sounds like it's wearing on the on the media. Uh, is it wearing on the team too? You think they're kind of under that mindset too? I mean, I know they're looking forward to Saturday, but. Where's the mindset of the team and the staff right now? Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of the kids who were part of last year's loss up in Tallahassee, I think there's certainly a lot of motivation this week. You know, I think they'll be up for the game for that reason alone, the way that they lost it. Um, but I think, you know, in general, are, are they kind of tired, right? Are they kind of worn down? I think so. I think, you know, they're playing kind of undermanned in, in certain spots, especially the offensive line. Um, and it's no fun going out and playing physical teams and, and then losing to teams like Duke and Middle Tennessee State at home and just the booing and the incessant sort of ripping that they're getting on social media. So I'm sure for a lot of the kids, it's kind of like, all right, uh, I've done my four or five years at Miami. I probably want to get out of here now. Yeah. Um, you work for The Athletic. You also host a podcast called The Wide Right Podcast. And I've got to I've got to ask you, but I'm not going to give you too hard of a time. This isn't Twitter. Yeah. But um, – Fans sometimes give you a hard time for the name of the podcast because it's like an FSU theme, though it benefited right. Miami. But how'd you come up with that? I mean, we got an off the wall name for a podcast, too. So, like, I ain't going to never make fun of somebody for a, right. a pod name. But tell me about it. Well, my producers uh, wanted to come up with something that would, would kind of honor Miami's history, right? And, and, you know, there's really not many plays that you can really just go to that speaks to you in two words or less that tells you about a certain play or a certain game or whatever with Miami. So uh, wide right is just something that because of the, you know, the great Miami FSU rivalries for, for so many years and how they ended, it's like you say that and automatically it takes you to, to Miami yeah. FSU, right? Like you tell anybody wide right and if they watch college football, they know what you're talking about. So 
it just kind of worked. Uh, you know, it was really my producer's idea. Come up with something like that. I think we were going to come up with something like Through the Smoke, which actually 247 Sports ended up doing like literally a week before we, we were going to launch <laughs> ours. So I'm glad we didn't go with that because we would have looked really stupid. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just for fun, man. And, and, and to be honest, I mean, to me, college football – when it's at its best, it's it's when Miami and Florida State are, are, are at the at the peak, you know, and playing those sure. kind of games. Yeah, Manny, thanks for joining us again. Manny Navarro from The Athletic, uh, covering all things Miami. Everybody wants to know, every Miami fan, every Florida State fan, Mario Cristobal said today that he was optimistic about Tyler Van Dyke. What are you hearing? Do you think there's any chance he starts? Could he potentially be an emergency backup? What's his status as of now heading into Saturday night? Yeah, it's really a huge question mark in terms of the way that the team is is sort of presenting it. You know, um, for me, watching Tyler walk off that field, holding, you know, his elbow close to his body and looking like the amount of pain that he was in makes me say there's no way he's going to be back in two weeks. But, you know, Bryce Young kind of went through the same thing with Alabama, right? He injured his shoulder, uh, missed a game and then, you know, came back a week later. So I think there's a chance that Tyler could end up playing. But I, I agree with you, Richie. I think it's more maybe gamesmanship, you know, more than anything else on Mario Cristobal's part. Uh, Tyler might be back out of practice. He might be throwing some passes. But I got to imagine that, uh, you know, the plan is probably to start Jake Garcia and only use him in an emergency type role. I know this. I, I know that, you know, his team, the, the people representing him, want him to be safe. You know, he's a guy who has an NFL potential, an NFL future. You don't want to rush back from something like that with this offensive line and get hit again, and who knows what that does to your career then. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll be tweeting stuff out before kickoff, but there's no way uh, anybody's going to probably break that story. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> there's no way <laughs> anybody's going to break that story unless uh, – you know, Mario Mario wants somebody to put out there, and, and knowing him, he won't. Yeah, I feel like this is the uh, second week in a row we're going through this because we had Jeff Sims in the same situation last week with Chris Winkie saying, hey, three quarterbacks might play. I think Mario or Gattis said the same thing early this week. Right. But, you know, you mentioned Jake Garcia, so he would be a, the assumed starter. Uh, yep. Jacari Brown's kind of the wild card, and, uh, you know, he's been a lot of wildcat. Cristobal said they've kind of opened the playbook up for him a little bit more. Would this be a situation where if Garcia struggles, do they just try Jacuri before they uh, go to Tyler Van Dyke? Because that's a great point. You know, he's a guy that came into the season, you know, a Heisman hopeful, a potential top NFL draft pick. No sense getting him hurt in a season where, you know, you're four and four at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see a situation where Jacuri, you know, especially if he gets the backup reps like he did last week, if, he, if he's doing that most of this week in practice, which again, we're not even allowed to practice. Mario kind of ended that whole shenanigans where we would get out and, and watch stretching for two days. You know, we don't even get to do that anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would assume that if Jacuri is getting the number two reps, he would be the second guy to get in. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, look, he's he, to me, he's the future, really. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of Jake Gar Garcia supporters, but knowing Mario and the kind of offenses he ran at Oregon, he wants a quarterback that can make plays with his legs and can be a dual threat. And, and Jake and Tyler really aren't that. Jacuri is just a guy who, you know, is, is three years starting in, in high school and, and, and Valdosta. Uh, you know, he's a guy who could do it both, but it's different, obviously, throwing the football at the collegiate level and being precise every throw. And uh, that's something that he's still working on. Manny, the offense has certainly had their fair share of struggles. Uh, you know, before even he got injured, Tyler got benched against Middle Tennessee State. And, um, you know, with uh, with Jake last week, it wasn't very pretty against Virginia. Yeah. Um, do you do you attribute that to, 
first year in a new offense? Is it is it more on the injuries? Is it a little bit of both? Like what 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 has been really your in your eyes the issue with Miami's offense? Well, I think Mario and Gaddis, you know, come from the school of you know, run the football 60, 70% of the time and, and have the offensive lineman that can move guys back and push them back. And let's face it, I mean, Miami was one of the worst rushing teams in the ACC last year. I think they were dead last in yards per carry. And, uh, you know, you start the camp basically by losing two of your best running backs, Don, Don Chaney Jr. and Trevante Citizen, who they were super excited about as far as, you know, coming in as a true freshman and making an immediate impact. They thought, you know, third or fourth game of the year, he might be the lead back. And so you lose those two guys in camp. Uh, you know, Jalen Knighton's dealing with fumbleitis. So basically the offense you wanted to run and the camp that you went through wanting to run, that's not what you end up having to do. You end up having to turn the offense back over to Tyler Van Dyke with a bunch of unproven receivers. And so um, to me, you know, this last game, Jake – coming off of five turnovers basically in the second half against Duke, uh, you, you had to sort of scale the offense back and really simplify it and just and just be like, okay, we'll, we'll try to run the ball with Henry Parrish. We'll try to score points when we can and just win with defense. And so, to me, that was the game plan. He can't do that against Florida State. Florida State's got a real offense. They can score points. Uh, so they're going to have to open things back up. But, you know, it, it's just like Tyler last year when he first got the starting job um, – from from uh, De'Ara King, when De'Ara King went down, Tyler looked terrible those first two starts. I think Jake, this is going to be start number two most likely for him. He's still kind of just catching up with the game speed, being able to read the defense, understanding what he needs to do with the ball. They'll open up the offense a little bit more, but if he struggles, I could totally see them going to Ja'Kerry Brown and, and just running the ball, you know, 70, 80% of the time. You mentioned um, unproven wide receivers and targets and weapons and then even the running backs. Um, Mallory leads the team in receptions. Seems like Colby Young is a, a name that fans are yeah. really, really excited about as a young guy. Um, Xavier Restrepo, is is he back 100%? How close to 100% is he? And, you know, are those the names that if plays are to be made, it's, those are the guys that FSU fans should kind of keep their eyes on this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you hit it on the head. I think between Henry Parrish in the backfield, he'll be the workhorse guy for them as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, you know, it's very hard to rely on a 5'10", 100, you know, 85, 190 pound guy to, to carry it 25, 30 times, but they'll try again with him. Uh, but, but Colby Young, yeah, I mean, he's kind of been the revelation because when they got him out of Lackawanna Junior College, we thought, okay, he's a guy you throw some jump balls to around the end zone. He's 6'4", kind of the way Johnny Wilson is, right? Johnny Wilson light, maybe, uh, where, where, you, where you're able to kind of just, you know, let him, let him go and use his athleticism and, and bring the ball down. Well, it took till game five, game six for him really to get going, and, and, uh, and it's understandable. Uh, but now he's kind of the number one guy, to be honest with you. He's kind of the main option with deep balls and everything else. Uh, and then as far as, uh, you know, Xavier Restrepo, he, he came back, played 16 snaps, limited action. He was on a pitch count uh, against Virginia. I would expect that he'll get more reps, but I, I can't imagine he's 100% full throttle coming off of a, of a broken foot with surgery and everything else that he had to go through. So I think I think he'll play. I just don't know that he'll play 60 snaps in this game. In flipping it over to the other side of the ball, Manny, that Miami front four is really talented. And quite frankly, they've done a great job getting pressure, um, just the four of them on passing a, a yeah. attempts for, for the opposing offenses. I think that's going to be one of the biggest keys of the game is Florida State's offensive line versus Miami's front four. Uh, and their linebackers aren't bad either. So is that going to be the key to Miami winning if, if they do want to win this game? It, it seems like that's where they can really – potentially wreck some havoc and make this a game Saturday night. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, to me, that's really Miami's only shot in this game. I mean, I know Florida State's offensive line has improved, and I think Norvell's done a good job, you know, raising the level of play because that was a unit that you think back just a couple years ago, right, to Gregory Rousseau in the afternoon that he had up in Tallahassee with whatever it was, four or five sacks, and, and, and the way they were getting so to the quarterback so quickly. That's really the strength of this team now. The problem for Miami is Akeem Mesador, who's, who's probably their best, uh, you know, defensive end. Uh, he got banged up in the Virginia game. I think he was dealing with a hamstring. I don't know how much he's practiced this week. Um, so he may be limited. Um, you know, really the strength for Miami all season has been, you know, what they're doing at the defensive tackle position. Leonard Taylor, um, you know, Daryl, uh, which is Daryl Williams that they picked up from, from Maryland. Um, you know, those guys in the middle are are really what's helping them just rush the quarterback with four because, you know, they're they're sort of creating havoc up front for those offensive linemen and leaving, leaving the edge rushers one-on-one. So, uh, you're right. I think that, to me, is a strength. But, you know, Miami's linebacker situation also isn't good. Uh, Wesley Besaint, the, the freshman linebacker who they're very excited about, uh, you know, he was dinged up as well in, in this last game. He may not play either. Uh, Chase Smith, who's another reserve, that, a kid that they were excited about, athletic, you know, four-star recruit coming out of high school a couple of years ago. He's can't get seem to get healthy in the two years he's been here. So uh, you're basically playing with two middle linebackers. Caleb Johnson, who's the backup middle linebacker, they brought him in from UCLA. He's he's in the middle, and they basically pushed Corey Flag outside to the weak side, and that and that's it. I mean, you've got one other guy, Keontra Smith. So they're not very deep there. If I'm Florida State, I'm let, I'm letting uh, Jordan Travis run the ball and encouraging him to do that because if, if there's one thing Miami's been able to not do well this year is contain the quarterback when they take off and run. Yeah, and I think that we will see a lot of that because, you know, Jordan Travis didn't have a single rushing attempt, attempt last week, not even a scramble. But you saw they let him loose against Clemson a little bit. That first touchdown, he, he had a nice little scramble in. Um, but looking at Miami's secondary, how, how are they looking? Because Florida State, if not the offensive line, the receiving room has been by far the most improved unit on Florida State's um, offense. Bring in Michael Pittman, Johnny Wilson. You know, we haven't seen much of Deuce Spam lately, and Winston Wright hasn't come in yet. But, you know, Johnny Wilson, Michael Pittman, they've really changed what Florida State's offense can do. I think it's important that Miami can rush just for it and kind of sit back a little bit. You know, Middle Tennessee State had a lot of long touchdown passes. Obviously, 98 yard, that's a fluke, right? You don't draw that up. It just kind of happens. But how do you think Miami secondary matches up against the likes of a 6'7", Johnny Wilson, uh, Micah Pittman in slot, and the other guys at Florida State returns? Well, the good news for Miami is that they're getting healthy in the secondary. James Williams didn't play. You know, they're, one of their safeties didn't uh, play against Virginia. And, and basically, if Cam Kitchens and James Williams are down, uh, you know, you kind of have average to, to above average guys in, in terms of coverage back there. But if you have to bring Avante Williams in and, and play him major minutes or play an Al Blades, who's a converted safety, former cornerback, you're going to give up big plays. And, and so, you know, they gave up three three plays of 30 yards or more through the air against Virginia. Two of them were, you know, throws kind of over the top where, where they just got beat. But another one was an underneath play where, you know, they, they uh, just poor tackling. But, you know, they've given up, I think it's now 15 plays of 30 yards or more through the air this season, which I think is worse than the ACC. So they're, they're certainly susceptible to breakdowns in the secondary. But having James Williams back, I think he's a better guy in terms of coverage and responsibility um, and not sort of just leaving his responsibilities and leaving a big gap in the middle of the field. So um, that'll help them. And then I think Tyreek Stevenson, you know, he, you saw him at the end of the last game against Virginia. They would have lost had he not gotten his hand in there on, in the third overtime to knock the ball free from their receiver in the end zone. So um, he's getting healthy. He's starting to play much better. 
and and then uh, you know in the slot to Corey Couch, he was he's fourth and fourteen, Mister Fourth and fourteen. That was him last year, uh, giving up the middle of that field. Uh, he's played much better. He's kind of had a good rebound season uh, coming off of, of a horrendous twenty twenty one. So they're, they're to me they're improving. They're getting healthier, and they're not giving up the same plays that they did against Middle Tennessee State. And I think having James Williams back will help them. What about the um, Miami defense? We talked about how good the the line has been, but teams have had so much success running the ball. They really haven't attempted – I'm sorry, throwing the ball that they haven't attempted as many rushes. Yeah. Florida State likely gets back Treshawn Ward. I saw that Trey Benson is like top 10 in the country in broken tackles, but he actually isn't because he hasn't had enough rushes to qualify, but he's still like in the top 10 with like <laughs> 30 less rushes than the minimum of 100, which is ridiculous to think about. Um do you, you know, Florida State will try to probably be pretty balanced here, but would Miami prefer Florida State to run the ball a little bit more? Would they prefer them to throw it? Like, how good do you think that defensive front will be against the run game? It's a great question. I mean, it, you know, one thing Kevin Steele, you know, Miami's defensive coordinator said this week that, that he really appreciates about Mike Norvell as a coach is he'll run the same plays, but he'll he'll mask it in so many different ways and really confuse you. And and I think for Miami, that's the challenge, right? I think their, their issue is coming into the season was linebacker. Well, now you're going to have to play Corey Flagg 70 or 80 snaps, right? And and Corey was part of that defense last year that was like record-setting in terms of mid you know missed tackles. Uh, they were so bad at it. I think Kevin Steele's done a tremendous job upgrading it, just playing a different philosophy than the one Manny Diaz did where so much of it was predicated on pressure. He's allowing guys to sit back. There's a lot more gang tackling. So you're not seeing as many missed tackles, but that's also on a defense that has a little bit more depth. And now that some of that depth is gone at the linebacker position, you're right. I, th- I mean, if I'm if I'm FSU and I'm Mike Norvell, I'm putting Corey Flagg uh, in, in a lot of coverage situations. I'm throwing the ball to my running backs and saying, all right, guy, tackle him. You know, and, and that's going to be the challenge for Miami this week is can, can they prevent uh, Florida State's running backs from eating them alive in the passing game, in my mind? Um, Florida State opened up as a seven, seven and a half, somewhere around their point favorite. It did get up to like eight and a half, nine at one point. I think it is back to uh, seven and a half now. With Miami's quarterback issues and, uh, you know, potential injuries, does that line, does it surprise you that in a rivalry on the road, like Florida State's favored by that much? You know, it'd be a 10 point spread on a neutral site. No, I think I think everybody in Vegas has seen how bad Miami is this year, right? And and just how bad they are offensively and having your backup in there. I think if Jake Garcia starts, I probably would have picked, you know, FSU by two touchdowns. You know, if, if it's if it's uh Tyler Van Dyke that's, that makes a surprise start, then I think, you know, it's kind of more of a pick 'em. Maybe you still pick Florida State by a field goal or something like that. Uh, I think that's how much you, you swing it. So I think they're actually being nice to Miami, the fact that they're at home and it's only seven and a half points, if I'm being honest with you. If if we if it's like a field goal swing, you better not give us a hard time if we push another one to the right. So on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um Manny, we we uh we like football, but we also like food a lot. So I'll ask you one off the wall and then we'll we'll get you out of here. We appreciate your time a ton. But obviously the Guthries is, is the big the big thing up in Tallahassee. I'm sure you've had a gut box uh yep. a time or two, but What's your uh, what's your go to game day meal down there uh, in the Gables? Well, listen, man, I, I, my parents are Cuban. I was born here, uh, so for me, a good Cuban sandwich or what they call down here a croqueta preparada, which is basically a Cuban sandwich with croquettes inside of it, kind of like a nice oh. little topping. 
to me, especially, you know, we're playing all these 1230 games now. So I got to get something that's a little bit more lunch friendly than heavy before kickoffs. It's, you know, we're yeah. only good for 1230 TV kickoffs these days. But uh, that's that's usually what I go to before I head to the stadium. At least we got you guys on ABC this week, so you don't have to stream it or anything like that. It's amazing to be getting home late as hell on Saturday night. Not use waking up Sunday is going to be brutal. (laughs) My man, where can people find your work? Where can they follow you? Um, Give yourself a plug, and then we'll we'll get you out of here. Sure. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Manny underscore Navarro, and uh, all of my work is usually at theathletic.com. I do, uh, I'm wearing the shirt tonight, so I might as well plug. If you're in the South Florida area, I mean, you'll see me on uh, WSVN Channel 7 every now and then talking about the Canes. And before when I was covering the Miami Heat, I'd be on there quite frequently. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's where you can find all my stuff. And at YouTube as well, you can find the Wide Ride Podcast on YouTube and on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate it. Thanks, Manny. Have a good one. Enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Thanks, Manny. Manny Navarro of The Athletic, as well as the Wide Right Podcast. I could not give him a little bit of a hard time on that, but he's right. Like, I mean, okay, so, you know, I was trying to think about it. Like, you know, if there was a – if you were going to – if you were going to, um, like, name an FSU podcast after just one play, like, if you're trying to think of one play, like, what would – I don't know what it would be either. Just the, I mean, just the catch? The fourth and fourteen yeah, pod. I mean, punt Ruski, the punt Ruski pod. <laughs> that, that, that'd be, that'd be a great name, actually. Yeah, that, that's actually write that, Harlan. Edit that out. I don't want people to. Hear that. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta write that. Don't nobody, nobody. Let's here trademark that it. before anyone sees. Yeah, it. somebody file a registered <laughs> trademark there. So Manny Navarro, no great stuff. Really appreciate him for hanging out and coming on tonight. Um, again, that was the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment. Rohan Law gave away a pair of Clemson tickets in the Champions Club, and now they're gonna do. The same thing for the second biggest game of the year on the schedule. The biggest remaining game, that's the Florida game. This is crazy, but if you want to enter the contest for a pair of tickets to the Florida Gator game in the Champions Club, it also comes with a parking pass. Text UFTIX, that's UF space T-I-X, to 850-809-1906. That's 850-809-1906. If you entered to win the Clemson ones, you do have to enter again. And if you want a chance to watch UF beat, I'm sorry, FSU beat whoa, UF. Whoa, whoa. Well, I didn't finish it. While you're still full of turkey on Friday night, text UF takes to 850-809-1906. Thanks to Rohan Law for making this happen for one of our lucky listeners. Um, we didn't get his prediction, but it sounded like, you know, I didn't want to make him actually say it, but it sounded like he's got Florida State either way. I don't think, the one thing I'll say, I don't think uh, Tyler's playing, just for what it's worth. From, from I think, talking to him, yeah, so uh, today just reading reports, it, it sounds a lot like last week, right? Like Chris Winkie uh, and Brent Key made it made it sound a lot like Jeff Sims was going to play uh, gamesmanship, as uh, Manny said. I think that's exactly what's going on right now. I do think it's going to be Jake Garcia, and I do think we'll see a lot of Ja'Curry Brown as well. I do think they're going to run two quarterbacks. You know, it reminds me of the Xavier Lee Drew Weatherford days, the old saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. And I think that's the situation Miami's entering this weekend in. And I think my score prediction coming up after our uh, made equal pick six here is going to uh, represent that. I got to go back in the chat and find out what my score prediction was. But before we get to that, we're (laughs) going to do our made equal pick six. Harlan, you can jump in here whenever you'd like. Uh, but shout out to Made Equal Clothing again. Shout out Treshawn Ward, who's back this week. Yes, um, excited for him back. Uh, he he. I will say this: he missed a couple of games, um, but then as soon as that announcement for Made Equal came out, 
my man's back in back in action and ready to go. So I'm excited to see him back out on the field um, this weekend. Uh, Made Equal is a clothing brand that raises awareness for racial and color discrimination and financial support for local charities and partners working to bring positive change for it. They're working with the Boys and Girls Club here in Tampa, which is really, really cool to me being a local Tampa native. And then they've got some up in Tallahassee that they work with as well. The primary objective of the brand is to create a platform for anyone and everyone to talk about race, diversity, culture, and facing adversity in a safe place. The best part is they donate 10% of your order to one of their local partners. Again, the Boys and Girls Club of Tallahassee, the Boys and Girls Club of Tampa, whichever you choose from the list, and they give back there. It's madeequalco.com, and we're going to do a giveaway with them. I'm going to throw it in the chat. Um, we are, if you go retweet and follow them, but you retweet the tweet that I threw in the chat, I'll put it in the description as well. Harlan, if you could actually do that for me whenever you get a chance, you could throw that tweet in the description of the YouTube um, channel of the video. We'll pick a winner next Wednesday night when we preview the Syracuse game and we'll order you whatever you want off their website. You want a t-shirt, you want a hoodie, whatever kind of clothing you'd like from medical.com. We are going to take care of it for you. So appreciate them. Appreciate their support and go retweet that tweet and give made equal CO a follow on Twitter. All right, let's, um, let's jump out. Let's get after it. We've got the over unders this week. These are from the barn sports book. I believe, um, so we can two recap last are, two of them have yeah, been uh, updated week. but yeah no let's yeah i, I don't want yeah. to but i feel harlan, like i owe it to the listeners to let harlan recap last yeah week trans it. transparency is very important um harlan had a great week richie and i not so much but i wasn't as bad as richie so that's good um what harlan possibly be as bad as me last week <laughs> harlan went five for five richie went oh for five and i went one for five taking our season total to harlan 31 richie 27 Myself, 24. Uh, so I did catch up with Richie a little bit, uh, but Harlan has, has got a commanding lead here. So Richie uh, nailed it. He said, Harlan, either I'm going to take a commanding lead or you're going to pass. <laughs> yeah, you guys disagreed a ton. Yeah. So. All right, let's roll through these for the FSU Miami game this weekend. All right, let, let's get going. Um, so Jordan Travis pass yards and Micah Pittman receiving yards are both official lines. The other four are from the Barnes Sportsbook. So we'll start with Jordan Travis. Uh, I feel like Manny might have hit on something a little bit in the interview with Manny Navarro from The Athletic. We're going to start with Jordan Travis, 34 and a half rushing yards. Harlan, let's start with you since you're in first place. Yeah, so I went the opposite last week and nailed it. I'm going to go over this week, over 34 and a half. TJ, what do you think? Over. Yeah, over on this as well. I, we're going to go three for three on the over because I think they purposely chose not to run him last week, uh, knowing it, they're going to run him this week, especially if we get in the red zone and we need it. I'm taking the over there. Uh, Jordan Travis, so this is an official line. 260.5 pass yards. I'll go first here. I'm going to go over. I think Jordan Travis has a massive day. I'm taking the over on the pass yards too. Uh, what about you, TJ? Same. Over on this one for me. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'm going over. I went over last week, and y'all bashed me for it, and he threw for his career high. So I'm going Came over. your 400, yeah. Now I'll go uh, under. I'll go under 399. Yeah, well, it's 260.5. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so we had um, someone in the chat earlier asking about Treshawn Ward. I do think he plays. I think we all think he plays. How many yards will he get is the question. I'm going, it's at 50 and a half rush yards. I think that's fair because we don't know how much burn he may actually get. 
and Trey Benson uh, and Lawrence still Philly are really good. And uh, Rodney Hill just showed out last week too. So I think that takes away from some of Treshawn's rush yards. First game back, I think I'll go under. Uh, how about you, Harlan? Yeah, I'm just with how good those backs looked last week. I just don't. I don't know if we're going to need him to really like tote the ball that many times. So I'm going to go under. I say he breaks one long one. I think he runs for like a 25, 27, 30 yard gain somewhere in there. And then he gets enough to get over it. So I will go over here. I think that, yeah, I think that um, Norvell wouldn't rush him back. So I think he's pretty ready to go. He has been your best back all year. I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries. Give me over here. Plus I got to make up some ground. So. All right, so this is the other um, official line we have, which is Micah Pittman, 40 and a half reception yards. I feel like that's a really good line. Do you want to start us off, TJ? Not really, because I was just going to copy <laughs> off what you guys did. Um, let me let me just very quickly look back at last week. So what's so crazy about having as many targets as we have is, like, Micah Pittman could go for 180 yards this weekend or he could go for 16. And, like, it's that's what makes it really tough. Like, yeah. last week he had three three catches for – 22 yards uh, i'll say he has a better day than than that we got jordan going over on yardage so give me the over on Pittman. harlan yeah i'm gonna go over i've i've faded Pittman the last two times and nailed it so i'm gonna give him a game you know i'm getting everything right so i'm, I'm gonna go over you have a big game this is a opportunity i cannot pass up i'm gonna take the under i feel like i have to here uh because i think it's gonna be really First, close i really First play, really, trick play to Pittman. It's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> I'm going to be so upset. 80 yards. Uh, no, let, when let, Norvell watches this, he's probably going to write it down. So, And uh, Alford's going to sit Norvell off and say, hey, you wouldn't believe what Richie said. Let's get Pittman involved. <laughs> um, but let's go back to QB1. I think this I think this is a great Barnes Sportsbook line. We'll find out. Jordan Travis, two and a half total touchdowns, passing and rushing. Harlan, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, I think it's going to be under because I think we're going to stop getting cute in the red zone and just pound it. So I, I'm going under. But he has a lot of yards, just under on the touchdowns. So I'll, for that same reason, Harlan, I'll go over because instead of the Wildcat or you know these jet sweeps, I could see Jordan Travis with just a QB draw. Um, and, and when you see my point total for Florida State, it'll make a little more sense. I'm going to go over. How about you, TJ? I'll go over as well. I'm not super confident in this one, I will say. Um, but I do think, man, I, I think he at least throws for two touchdowns. And so, you know, he could throw for one more. He could run one in. He had the long run against Clemson. I, I'll go over here, but I'm not real confident. And I just need to make up ground on Harlan. All right. So our final line is the Adam Fuller gut check line. Miami total points on their opening drive in the second half over under two and a half points. TJ, start us off under the it. it I will say this it, and just, you know, I, I won't go full on white Knight or defensive Adam Fuller. Some of the scoring drives have been pretty weird and I don't believe yeah. all on him onside kick. Um, yeah. on the onside kick, the super long return against Clemson. And then the very next play being a trick play, I understand, you know, and then, you know, you like to get on him for the NC State one, but he held NC State to three points in the first half. And so when you look at it kind of in totality, I, I really don't have a problem with the NC State one. And shoot, let's go four for four. Clemson, Clemson, I'm sorry, Wake Forest scored every single drive in the first half. Well, the second half was just a continuation of that. So <laughs> I, I think I think that because it's happened four games in a row, I think that's where we jump on Fuller and say like, oh man, like I can't believe he's letting this happen. But 
man, you know, the NC State one didn't didn't bug me at all because if if you told me every week you're going to not give up a touchdown in the first half, but you are going to give one open the second, like fine. And then the other two were really because of special teams. And so I don't I don't know. I I think under though. I, I think that Miami. Um, their offense sucks, so I just don't think they're going to score a lot of points. And so, yeah, I'll take the under on anything like this. Harlan? I'll, I'll, oh, go ahead, I'll, Rich, if you want. Yeah, we'll let Harlan last for once. I'll, I'll let go of that. I, I think it's going to be under. I was hoping to trap you into getting the over here. Um, yeah, like I said, obviously Adam Fuller, He's he's been the, you know, the punching bag of the Florida State fan base since Mike Norrell's been hired. I thought he's done a pretty solid job this year, to be honest. And like you mentioned, DJ, special teams kind of put him in really bad situations. Uh, Clemson running basically the same play we ran against LSU on that, uh, you know, reverse flea flicker to get the touchdown and then the onside kick, which Norville said he expected. And you just had a true freshman, you know, kind of freeze up in the moment, allowing them to recover that. Miami's offense is not good. And especially if Jake Garcia is playing, that's, oh, that's, that's rough. I'll, I'll take the under here. No points for Miami on their opening drive in the second half. How about you, Harlan? Yeah, I hate you both for both taking under, but y'all aren't pressuring me <laughs> and taking the over. I, I watched that Virginia game last week, even though I had to search the World Wide Web for it. Um, <laughs> I, I can't pick Jake Garcia to come out in the second half and just march on the field. So I'm, I'm taking the under, too. Harlan, Scores, give me a score Harlan. prediction. Yeah. So I've got it. Let me go back to my notes here. I've got FSU 42, Miami 21. Oof, I will take that every day of the week. Uh, you want me to go, Richie? You got it. Uh, I'll go here real quick. I, I think Florida State has a chance to really dominate this game. I really do. I think they're the better team. You know, I, I've heard a lot of people say Florida State's got the much better talent. I don't know if that's the case. I, I think this is this Miami team reminds me of a lot of that 2017 Florida State team, right? Where Florida State had like the sixth most talented roster in the country. But they just didn't buy into what Jimbo was doing his last year. It just wasn't working out. If Florida State comes out and scores early, like I believe they will, um, you know, on opening drives this year, they're averaging seven and a half plays, 55 and a half yards, five touchdowns in eight games, one missed field goal, one punt, one turnover on downs. Mike Norvell is a master coming out with his opening script. Um, give me Florida State big. I think it's going to be 35 to 13 late in the fourth quarter. Miami gets a garbage touchdown, maybe Jacurry Brown on a Wildcat touchdown. Florida State wins this comfortably, 35-20. They cover the over hits. Let's all make some money this weekend. Um, yeah, Florida State wins this big, 31-17. Um, you know, Miami scores one junk touchdown. I won't even necessarily call it in garbage time, but they score a junk touchdown somewhere, and then they go out and earn 10 points. Um, so the defense plays pretty well. Offense does plenty. 31 is, is not bad at all on the road. Um, yeah. It wins very comfortably. Game is never really in doubt. I could see it being like 10 to three or something after the end of the first quarter. So, yeah. uh, you know, a one score game is, I guess, in doubt. But uh, Florida State goes up by two, three scores at half. Miami maybe gets a junk touchdown late and the Knowles, you know, run away with this one. 31 at 17. Um, Shout out Eddie, who's loving Harlan's prediction there. Harlan did the the sound before he put the thing up there. My man Harlan repping the maroon and silver. The Childs. Childs Tallahassee. Shout Hashtag him out. BBW for life. I don't What's know what mean, BBW Harlan? means. Yeah, Harlan, how bad, what is that? Because I'm going to get in trouble if I say what that means. 
I don't know. What's BBW mean? BBW. Something to do with baseball. We, so we both played at uh, Childs, me and Eddie. I think he was the first class uh, at Childs to play baseball. So me and him have been going back and forth on Twitter. Um, I've got my shadow box up there to my to my left. So he's always in here. But he'll have to let me know. I think it's baseball something. I don't try. Right, I don't believe you. That, that seems you? like something I do not want to search on the internet. So we'll, we'll, yeah. just, we'll take your words for it. <laughs> Appreciate you, Eddie. Um, Richie, any closing thoughts before we get out of here um, on the game or anything else? Free Baba. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, go back and watch the main show. Big Bad Wolves, student section of old. Um, yeah, go back and watch the main show from Sunday. Richie had a, a really good rant from Baba Miller. That is getting some national um, news. You know, Dick Vitale's picking that up. I saw Barstool pick that up. So we'll see. We'll see if some I'm waiting for Jay national... Billis. He, he loves to dunk on the NCAA, but not when it's Florida State. <laughs> yeah, I spoke with somebody at Florida. I will say this. I spoke with somebody at Florida State, and the 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 fight for that is not over. I do think that, um, you know, getting some national pressure, some national attention on that Baba Miller situation, the suspension for 16 games, um, could help Florida State in that regard. But uh, we'll see. At least Florida State's not going down without a fight. Um a lot of teams are getting underway this week. Women's basketball starts next week. Um, I believe like an 11 a.m. game on Monday or something. Can't wait to watch that. Uh, give me some morning basketball. I'm all about that. See Coach Wyckoff make her yeah. debut as the uh, full-time, not just interim coach. And then uh, women's soccer takes off uh, in the ACC tournament. Postseason's here. Uh, top five program in the country right now. Defending national champs. They play tomorrow night um, in the ACC tournament. I want to say... It's against Notre Dame, who they lost to this year, 5 nothing. Um, they played Notre Dame after beating, uh, who was it, UVA or something, who was like number two in the country. Lost a letdown game. game. Let's go. Yeah, lost a, lost a letdown to Notre Dame. So, uh, yeah, just confirmed it. Play Notre Dame this Thursday. So, let's go get them, Knowles. Let's go win the ACC and then win the whole thing. Um, that's all I got, Richie. We will be back. Later this week, um, for hopefully a reaction show on Saturday night, we'll see how I feel if I can muster that uh, energy after a win. But I think we're going to win, so we'll see. But uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you to Bay Cannon. Thank you to Rohan Law. Make sure you enter to win those tickets. Thank you to Made Equal Clothing. Go retweet that tweet that I threw in the description, that Harlan threw in the description, and that I threw in the comments, and uh, enter to win a shirt, hoodie, whatever you're wanting from them. We'll pick a winner next Thursday, next Wednesday evening when we preview Syracuse. If you're not subscribed, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Hit the thumbs up. It helps out tremendously. And then leave a comment once we get off of here. Tell us Go Knowles or whatever you want. helps out a bunch. Thank you guys for hanging out. We will see you guys again soon. Go Knowles. Let's go.